Welcome everyone to week seven of the Founders Forward fundraising series. It is October 29th. It's been a couple of weeks since Jonathan and I have talked now, um, so should have a decent amount to dig into. Jonathan, I saw you tweeted, it was the end of your fiscal quarter or how did the quarter end up going for you guys? Yeah, it's gone pretty well. Um, I think uh, the tweet you're referencing is yesterday we had uh, our trash can in the office was filled with empty coffee cups and an empty bottle of champagne. So a little bit of everything happening in the business. We've uh, had great audience growth, especially over the last two to three weeks, we launched on Product Hunt and that went extremely well, far surpassed our expectations and we're still benefiting from that. We also launched with a community called Peak Community yesterday that's CMOs and emerging CMOs. We're now their content library. So that added a lot of great members to our platform. Um, and then on the sales front, we're starting to get some more moment, momentum and traction. We, we launched our product in August. And so we've been tweaking packaging, pricing, in real time, um, man, it, it feels like that was forever ago, but it really wasn't that long ago when you yep. step back and look at it. So uh, I think we're in a, a better place now than we were even two months ago on packaging and pricing. So today, as we're talking, I was slacking our sales leader this morning. This should be our largest day in company history based on uh, the contracts we have out and uh, what we're expecting to come back. So learning nice. a lot still, um, but uh, building some momentum as we head into Q4. Are you guys like focused on revenue right now or is it more so just growing the audience or a mixture of both it's a little bit of both we we as a business believe that uh, our north star metric is the member growth or the individual like user growth of the platform okay. we know if we reach a audience of critical mass that marketers will follow that said we can't we can't sit on our hands and not grow revenue so we're, we're trying to do that with the right brands consistently i wouldn't even say conservatively but um there is that unique wrinkle to our business that I think most B2B SaaS companies don't have on the audience front. Nice. And just to quickly dig into the product hunt, because I think that's huge for a lot of early stage companies. What did that look like? We So we had a playbook. Um, Elena from our team, she's our growth marketer, uh, kind of coordinated with the team. We really treated it just about the same way we treated our company launch day in terms of getting other people to uh, comment, share, upvote. Um, you know, we relied on our network heavily. Uh, what's interesting about Product Hunt is they they rank everything based on a proprietary algorithm. Um, and so there's some certain things like you can't ask for upvotes publicly. You have to ask for support. Um, we ended up, it was interesting on the day we launched, we were a top 10 product, but we had more upvotes and more comments than several companies that were ranked ahead of us. So again, that speaks to some of the proprietary yeah. nature of it. But then we, we were really intentional about showing product hunt some love during the launch. And, uh, I think that ended up paying off again. This is me trying to read between the lines a little bit, but the following week, the weekly product hunt newsletter, <clears throat> the juice led that newsletter. Like we were the subject line, we were the featured uh, uh, product. And so that was, that ended up actually even being bigger than the day we launched on product hunt, which was completely unplanned on our side of things. Um, so that was all organic then be you being in the newsletter. We think so. Yeah. We, I mean, we have no insight into otherwise, but uh, that day, like that was Monday of this week, completely unexpected. We logged on. We're like, we saw the email we're like, oh, that's cool. And then we're like, 
oh shit, <laughs> like stuff's happening like really yeah. fast. We added a lot of members. And so that was fantastic. Um, I, and then the last thing I'll say, we, we are going to publish our own product hunt playbook. And then on our platform, if you're launching on product hunt, we created, we looked at content on our platform of other companies sharing how they launched on product hunt. And we created a playlist that's got five or six brands and their playbook for launching on product hunt. We're going to add our own to that. So companies like guru are in there. Um, and uh, we referenced that a lot and we shared that with our audience as well. So there's, there's a lot to learn from others and we've tried to gather that content for our own audience. Nice. We'll definitely have to share that switching gears a little bit. The fundraise, we we're catching up a little bit before we hit record. What's that looking like? Does it feel like there's an end in sight? Yes, there's some momentum, I would say, and hopefully an end in sight. So we, I think last time we talked, uh, we had a million of the $3 million seed round soft circled. We now have 2 million of it soft circled. Um, we still don't have a lead investor. So we're trying to use this 3 million or the 2 million soft circled as well as our own board meeting to drive some urgency. We have several active conversations with potential leads. Um, actually, right after this podcast recording, I'm going to send some emails out, uh, send some friendly nudges out to some of those individuals. But we're trying to have term sheets in by the end of next week. And then okay. the following week, we have a board meeting. Um, and we'd like to move pretty quickly from there. I shared with you, as you mentioned, we we're talking right before we hit record. Um, <laughs> some of the co-investors... Um, I, I hesitate to say they're rooting for the round size to change, but it, it's crazy how interested they are in the round. Um, they want to lead. They just can't lead a $3 million round, um, which is interesting. I think you and I have talked even previously about that 3 million seed round feeling maybe slightly big for some Midwest investors and not quite exciting enough for coastal investors. I think even since last time we talked, talked to one investor out of San Francisco who if they, they don't typically participate in seed rounds, although they were interested in this one, if they were going to participate in this round, they were going to take the entire round. Um, <laughs> and so like that just led to some questions that we haven't been asked by other investors and we, we chased down and got the answers to, but it was just like a completely different type of conversation uh, ended up not being the right opportunity yet, although they want to stay in touch and they're interested in the A round, but um when you say like different questions, is that they wanted more in-depth data and direction type stuff or just questions about the cap table were okay. different. And um, I think, yeah, a little bit more in depth than if we're going to give you $3 million, there may be a little bit more um, interested in exactly how we're going to spend that versus how somebody who's going to put $500,000 in. Right. Got it. Yeah. Do you get, um, a lot of questions around with high alphas venture studio model. Is there more awareness around that now? Or do you get a lot of questions? More awareness, I would say, especially obviously the people that high alpha introduces us to, they're typically familiar with it. Um, I think what uh, a lot of investors uh, that we talk to that aren't high alpha that are surprised by is high alpha's flexibility a little bit. Um, you know, there are times uh, where high alpha, because the founders end up based off our unique structure, the founders don't have as much equity as a typical startup would. Uh, but founders through seed rounds actually end up with more equity in the business based off who's leading the round and what they prefer. Um, and so although even when people are unfamiliar with or 
maybe sometimes slightly uncomfortable with the uh, model, or at least the, the structure of the, the cap table based on the model. I think they're always pleasantly surprised at high alpha's flexibility to look at making adjustments to the model. Um, and that's even what I felt through going through the high alpha model is I think from the outside looking in, like high alpha does such a good job of everything, uh, the, the output looking very similar from business to business to business, but behind the scenes it is, they've launched, I think nearly 30 companies now they've yep. done it 30 different ways. Um, and so it, it's fun to explain that to people and people are always uh, pretty receptive of the idea of high alpha being flexible through the fundraising nice. process as well. Yeah, I, I just saw, so we're still looking for a lead investor. You want to have term sheets by the end of next week. If you don't have a lead investor by the end of next week, are you thinking you'll change the round size or are you waiting for the board meeting to discuss that? Or- I think uh, both of those options would be on the table. Um, there's based off, like I mentioned earlier, um, there's several who would be interested in leading a smaller round, you know, maybe it's a smaller round with like co-leaders. I don't, I'd have some to learn about how much you kind of encourage that versus let that happen organically. Um, so those are both certainly options. Um, and I think we'll probably wait until our board meeting to discuss those. Uh, the other option is, you know, high alpha could put together a term sheet and then let others react to that. And that's something that I know they've done as part of their model previously. So there's, there's a, some optionality with uh, next steps. If we don't uh, find the lead that we want or the terms that we want um, or a lead at all. But uh, right now for the next week or so, just focusing on trying to find that lead. Got it. Yeah. Do you have any like lead investor conversations that are like towards the bottom of the funnel right now that, feel close or is it more so like still hunting for that perfect yeah we have we have three that i would say are very active and potentially very close um yeah and so that's that's some of the communicating we're doing right now it's also um it's driven some urgency with like even like introductions some people are still making introductions which is great but i'm kind of like all right like if you're interested we should probably meet in the next week um and so like next week is very busy with meetings, um, which is good. And it's also nice to, you know, when you discuss at the end of those presentations or those pitches, you know, where's the fundraise at? I can say, well, you know, we're, we're pretty far along, like, and we're moving pretty quickly to the stage. If you are interested, we need to know that pretty quickly. Um, we can still obviously make it work, but we're moving fast and the end is in sight. So it's just nice to have that answer. Um, and that, again, that sense of urgency that, we hadn't had to yeah. this point. When we talk to different investors and founders, it's always creating FOMO at the pre-seed seed stages. Near impossible. Yeah. Um, it feels sometimes they're not incentivized to move quick. So it's kind of nice that you have, hey, we have a deadline. We have two of our 3 million in and can go ahead with this if we want yeah. to get in. But if not, we're, we're moving ahead, which has got to be a pretty nice feeling, I'd imagine. I know it's the biggest day in company history <laughs> and you have... Uh, a lot of meetings and fundraising to do today. So want to get you out of here. I think for the confidence score, we started at six, slowly nudged our way up to seven for the last couple of weeks. Where are we at? Um, one to 10 today. Seven was the previous high, I think. Yep. We'll go seven and a half. Okay. Uh, I like it. Just real exciting movement here. I'm sure people are sitting on the edge of their seat, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say, you know, confident in the round at this point. Uh, 
if we can get one of these three leads uh, that we're talking to to give us a term sheet we like, we'll be golden. Um, Love it. Yeah. So really excited about where we're heading. Just don't want to uh, put the cart in front of the horse quite yet. Cool. There we go. Well, thank you, Jonathan. We're going to skip next week and in two weeks, we'll catch up again and hopefully we have a term sheet. Yep. That sounds good. Hopefully exciting updates on the next one.